there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. First bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. VSIN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000, baby. It's one of our favorite hours of the entire week. Here we go. Thursdays with the Maestro. He is the VP of Circuit Sports, the D in Golden Gate in downtown Las Vegas. He's also the host of Odds On weekdays at 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific, right here on VSIN. He is Mike Palm. Good day, sir. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good hey, morning. Marlboro, Connecticut. Connecticut needs to feel some love. Our loyal Nesson family, they don't understand uh, why Maine gets propped up all the time. Morris, Illinois. Peekaboo Marquis, we see you. Milk River, Alberta. Some great oh. hockey going on up there. Roger Sportsnet. Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh area, AT&T. And Sunrise on Spectrum. Simi Valley, California. Good yeah. morning. That took 20 seconds, Vescursion. Okay. Man, I, love, Vescursion. I love Vescursion. It was great. He referenced me three times. <laughs> I love the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start today's show with some fireworks. Oh, yeah. no. Let's yes. Yeah. Please relay this story of what you tried to bet in the last week or so on a future in Major League Baseball and how that sports book operated. Well, little did I know Hader would be away from the team. We could, we could have had two saves this week. Any, I wanted to bet Hader. Look, every one of these starters in the National League I see has flaws. Oh, They've yeah. had at least two bad starts. You know, Wheeler's starting to put it together. But there's nothing like a Verlander who's just been dominant. So I said, why? And maybe this is the year maybe, of the reliever. Be. Brewers are going to win that division. Hader's going to have a ton of saves. Let's bet Hader. I, I was looking around. You mentioned he was 100 to 1 earlier last week. So I started looking around over the weekend. 75 to 1 was the best price I found. Um, so he dropped to 50 to 1, 40 to 1 in some places. So I went to a, a book here in Las Vegas where I have a top tier card. And I went in. Here's the first thing that upset me, Paul. I went in and I said, Can I get a printout for National League Cy Young? Nope. I said, What? I said, You have a sheet? You have an updated sheet? Did you update it this morning? There's no sheets and there's no printouts. I said, well, I'd like to look at the field. They said, you tell us the picture, we'll tell you the price. Oh. I, I told this story to several people. They said, yeah, very few people will give you a printout anymore. I've never, never heard, heard of it. Always went and got a printout. Anyhow. Yeah, okay. You just asked the teller. Okay. So I said, how about Josh Hader? What? What's the name? Hader. How do you spell it? H-A-D. Okay, so it comes 70 to 1. It's still best price in the market by 20 to 1. The, uh, 50 to 1 anywhere. And then some faraway places, 60 to 1. 
They said, I said, okay, how much do you want? 400. I handed them 400. With the player's card. And the player's card. So you're saying, no, this is who I am. No no BS. We're good to go here. On the level. I'm also in the Hall of Fame. Class of 2018 at this casino. Your picture's on the wall. Is that true? Picture on the wall. Oh, come on. Anyhow. (laughs) Now, this book is run by a European, you know, it's farmed out. They're, They're odds making. I don't know if the risk is farmed out. Spins for six minutes, six minutes, six minutes, waiting, wait. I said, what's the issue? Well, we got to come. We'll see what they come back with. So they came and said, we'll give you 100. I said, 100? They said, yeah, we'll give you 100, sir. Would you like 100? So I pulled 300 back. They printed out the ticket, took my card. I started to walk away. The supervisor said, sir, don't you want to make another bet? I said, sure, I'd like to bet 300 at 70 to 1. <laughs> they go, no, you can bet another 100 at 50 to 1 if you'd like. It's disgusting. Jesus. Really, I'm not going to go full Jeff Benson here, but it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty disgusting. That's awful. Yeah, pretty awful. Anyway, Take a bet. Or don't put it up there. How much would keep, you like it? Why does it, it keep happening? Yeah. You can't, you can't move the odds on somebody without taking a bet. And then some, and I mean, the, the Salinas stuff, I mean, yeah. we're on a horrible run here. With, a bad run. And nowhere, anywhere in the sports book or casino, of course, would they show like a limit. Right. No. So you throw out a number and they're like, right, well, right. let's check on it. Right. No, Sorry. If I'd have bet fifty, would they would they have moved the number? I don't know. Then I, I asked. Oh, Matt, what about this? Are you better off going to the kiosk? Oh, that was yeah, and, come on and firing learned, twenty yeah. bucks a pop. You just, have to just hit it twenty 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 twenty. Keep doing it over and over and over again. How do you ask that question after what you just said? Of course, you got to jam the sucker. Yeah. Well, does he have any regrets it, not doing that? Would you do that next time? Yeah, but I never thought I couldn't get four hundred dollars uh, down. Well, oh no, this, really? Uh, not out here. This, They're going to hold the money for four okay. months. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I know. That, that book has uh, rejected smaller bets than that. I didn't and, and know. Mo- and move the number. I'm uh, used to dealing yeah. with a different book where I, you know, can get 5000 sure. down on a Copa uh, Libertadores match. Yeah. yeah. Right. So every no, series, course, you yeah. 6000 on, on women's, women's soccer. soccer. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear you. But that's, yeah, that's yeah. right. You, you, got, got, you were betting five dimes on a women's soccer match. Mm-hmm. And it Six. Would, and it would get accepted in how long? Less than a minute. But you can't get down four hundred on a bet that's not going to be paid off until the middle of November. Correct. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that seems right. Well, it's not. If I bet another hundred at fifty, then would they give me a hundred at twenty-five to one? How does that market have have such little liquidity that a hundred dollar bet would drive that price from seventy-five to seventy to one to fifty to one? Good question. Yeah. Tough. Mm-hmm. Tough. What do you do? you watch West West Reynolds earlier in the week? Something we played earlier. What do you think tipping is appropriate for a writer teller? Cash a ticket, withdrawal. You make many, many withdrawals. Yeah, that's a tough question because the, the all the times you lose, you're not. That's you're true. Not tipping them too. That's, are yeah. you are you a winning player? Are you a losing player? Generally, if I cash a nice ticket, especially a parlay, so if I get paid out something five to one, six to one, ten to one, something like that, I like to give the kids twenty dollars, right? And uh, you know they, they they you know they're minimum wage employees for the most part, maybe a couple dollars above that, and. Uh, it depends on the customer service and how often I play there, too. A, a book that I've been to right. for the first time and I go and cash a ticket, maybe, maybe $5, maybe $10. Someplace you go all the time, like it was here or maybe at South Point or something like that, it's a yeah. different story where you know everybody. That's sure. true. Sure. South Point, very good. Also, you want those drink tickets. Now, we're getting a lot <laughs> of feedback on this today. FTM at VEASAN.com is the email. This is a good email from John who says, I got to tell you, though, guys, it's a two-way street. I, like if I have a good, if the if the ticket writer is nice to me, I will certainly tip. But if they don't give me the time of, of the of day and they're a jerk, and if they offer me zero drink tickets and it's like that, he's like, why would I tip that person? Like if you're, but if it's nice and I get a drink ticket and you have a good conversation quickly, like I'm going to tip them automatically. That's what I John tip had almost to say. everybody. We've talked about this before. The repair person, the cable guy, the plumber, tip them on the way in. It's the same thing. The valet, tip them when they pick it. Not when they get to your car. Tip them on the way in. That That's where it makes the most sense. Jimmy yeah. Vaccaro tips the valet on the way in and the way out. Yeah, yeah. I think he does Keep both. Keep up front. Yeah, sure. Tough move. Yep. Very good. Speaking of tipping, I know you, we, you did some digging on this. There was a $1.4 million hit at the D again. But this goes back a week or two with the Wheel of Fortune. The fellow was from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little background on what he put in and, and, and what happened and transpired there with the $1 million hit? Yeah, they, they were in less than 200 I think, him and his wife. Truck driver and a retired school teacher. Uh, and then they, they had planned to leave and, and go home. They stayed an extra night. But, uh, yeah, nobody retired off of that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was told they had a nice presentation. Great staff always at the D. 
that they brought out champagne and, and he tipped a dollar. Oh, a dollar. Yeah. Mm. Your thoughts on that? That's worse than tipping zero because the guy knows. That's actually tipped zero next time. Yeah. He, he threw a dollar. Yeah. Well, maybe a dollar on the installment payments too. Maybe we'll get a dollar a year. Maybe he'll mail it in. A dollar. That I, I, mean, I heard that. I like they can't, that can't be. He just won a million dollars. He they brought him a beautiful presentation. You're right, Paul. Sir, champagne, everything. Congrats. That's dollar, a, dollar. That, that's a thousand percent worse than tipping zero dollars. <laughs> yes, because some people just don't know. It's like, because he, you know, it's a gesture, right? And here, yeah. take one one stinking dollar off of a one point four million dollar hit. I've told you the story about my next door neighbor when I was a kid. Did I tell that story? What was that there? one? Which one was that? I was eight years old. We lived <laughs> and we lived there for fifteen years or whatever. My parents had lived there. The next door neighbor was a retired couple. And so he calls me and he says, we're going to go on a cruise. We're going to be gone for three weeks. Could you water my tomato garden and my flowers? Oh, sure. Oh, sure, bud. No problem. He, he, he brings me his watering can and, in, and written out instructions on how to do it. And he says, and by the way, he says, I'm turning the water and everything off in the house. So you have to use your own water. So I tell my dad, he's like, what, why do we have to use our water? What, what's this about? So... <laughs> He was a little perturbed. So anyhow, every day I would go over, three times a day, the tomato garden in the back and the flower, had flower beds around the house with our water, lugged the can over. My father was monitoring the water bill. So they come back after their cruise. Thank you, everything. And he gives me an envelope. He said, I really appreciate you doing this and taking care of it. So they leave. I walk in the house. And my father says, give me that envelope. <laughs> he opened the envelope. $3. <laughs> There was $3 in the end. He said, our water costs more than the $3. Now picture it. It's four years later. It's a Tuesday night. My mother bowls. I remember this. So Tuesday night, like 930, and NYPD Blue is on. Yeah. And we hear a crash next door. And I look up to the window, and I said, Dad, I think the Shargit's house is getting robbed. He said, sit down. <laughs> I said, sit down. We should call the police. Remember the $3, he said? And they got robbed. They broke in. They stole everything. They were gone. They came back. They came up, did you hear? Did you see anything? My father said, nothing. We were asleep. The $3. He never forgot the $3. <laughs> True story. NYPD Blue we were watching. Oh, my God. Little, first of all, NYPD Blue, is that old? Yeah. How, oh, when did that start? Well, oh. it was 30-something years ago. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I was a young teenager. I was going to say, yeah, you were a teenager back though. then, right? Uh, my mother wasn't home. She was bowling. Otherwise, she certainly would what, call the police. What a move I by wish, your old man. Wow. Man. He never forgot. Uh, <laughs> it's about principle. Oh, wow. It's Hold, about principle. Holds a grudge maybe a little then bit. Then they had a big fancy security <laughs> system <down>. installed. <laughs> they had amber lights, and they came over, and he handed it. Bud, he handed it to my dad. Ron, here's the instructions. If you hear these amber lights, if you hear this sound, this is what you do. He walked away. He took you through it in the garden. Can't you guys? Uh, wasn't there, is there like a Good Samaritan law? You guys no, this ain't Seinfeld. No, this, this is, is Seinfeld? not Seinfeld. Doesn't no. exist no. in the real world. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's Clompus. Get the hell out of here with your jingle. You'd yeah. have loved my old. Man. Oh, absolutely. You'd have loved yeah, yeah. Cub baseball where they blew it against the Padres in '84. I got to take some time to myself. Michael, get your oh, coat. Oh God, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, he was, he was not good wrong. man. Yeah. Okay, so coming up this hour, I, I promise we're going to get to the reports of a certain city maybe landing an NBA franchise mm. and what home court edge could mean for that team. Do's and don'ts uh, at the blackjack table. Mike's thoughts on the NHL playoffs and up next the five biggest gaps of the week in no hyperbole. This is follow the money on Vsin, the sports betting network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Great write-ups and previews always at Winners and Winers. And David Hess has dominated MLB totals for over the last year and a half. Consistent numbers from one of the best total handicappers, totals handicappers in the business, 62% this year. He likes a total today. He's locked in. You can get it by texting VEASAN to 320-350-3500. Get David's MLB total for free. Text VEASAN 320-350-3500. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Palm. All right, number five, 132-foot wrister. The Calgary Flames-Edmonton Oilers Western Conference semifinal gave us an unbelievable moment in Game 4 Tuesday night in Edmonton. Flames goaltender Jacob Markstrom misplayed a puck less than a minute into the game, giving the Oilers a quick 1-0 lead. The Oilers led 3-0 after one period and looked well on their way to taking a commanding three games to one lead in the battle for Alberta. But the Flames fought back in the second period and cut the deficit to 3-2. It remained that way a little over halfway through the third period after the Flames killed an Oilers power play. That's when gambling expert Evander Kane's pass was intercepted by Flames defenseman Rasmus Anderson. Anderson immediately lofted the puck toward the Edmonton zone and right past goaltender Mike Smith and into the net to tie the game 3-3 with 9.04 remaining. The puck traveled 132 feet on its journey to the net. One of the most unbelievable goals you will ever see for any level of hockey, not to mention a Stanley Cup playoff game. There are two things I find curious about the whole incident. First was Smith's immediate reaction. <laughs> it was obvious to anyone watching the game, and maybe even Don Koharski, that Smith didn't see the puck coming at him. Yet his reaction was to raise both hands in the air and look around at his teammates. Who did he think he could put the blame on? Sorry, Mike, you're on an island here. But what was also interesting was what Ran, uh, Rasmus Anderson was doing. He's three-quarters of the way across the ice and immediately lofted the puck at him. If he wanted to get a change, he could have shot it into the corner. Or he could have skated it to center red and dumped it in. But what did he see out of Mike Smith that he would fire the puck from that far away? Whatever he saw, it worked. To Smith and the Oilers' credit, they didn't concede in the game's final nine minutes. Ryan Nugent Hopkins beat Markstrom with three and a half minutes to go, and the Oilers won 5-3 to push the Flames to the brink of elimination. Number four, country roads take them home. Alabama head football coach Nick Saban drew the ire of his former assistant and good buddy, fellow SEC head coach Jimbo Fisher of Texas A&M with recent comments about the state of college football. Well, you know, I think one of the things that I'd like to see us be able to work back to is 
you know, everything in college football has always had parity. You know, same scholarship, you know, same academic support, healthcare, whatever it is. And um, you know, I don't think we have that balance right now, which could affect you know the parity of college football and co college athletics as a whole. So, um, and I know we got a lot of good people working on it, and uh, I'm sure they'll come up with a good solution for us. Jimbo fired back the next day at his former mentor. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. Let me start here. Saban's suggestion that he has nothing to do with nor permitted anything in his quarter century as a head college football coach outside the guidance of the NCAA rulebook is laughable. NIL is a reality, and the Aggie boosters have the deepest pockets in the country. So get used to it, Nick. Jimbo's answer, though, is equally as pathetic. If you have some specific allegations to make against Saban, make them. This ask anybody mantra is garbage. You were on his staff for four years. You brought it up. Let's hear it. Saban later apologized for singling out Texas A&M. He should. This is nonsense. You guys are both from West Virginia, for God's sakes. Number three, they aren't called the Bettman ratings. What is the NHL doing with their Stanley Cup playoff schedule? I kept quiet during the first round when they scheduled four games nightly at 7, 7.30, 9.30, and 10 p.m. Eastern time. Every set of second games started late. Of course they did. You can't expect a playoff game to be done in two hours and 20 minutes when the puck drop is 10 minutes after the hour. It would be like the NFL scheduling games at 1 and 4 Eastern. But now, this past weekend was absolutely ridiculous. The second round games have been running two series every night with a day off between games for all eight squads. And then came the weekend. The NHL decided to play only one game on Saturday, Avs at Blues, and have three games on Sunday. Okay, this can be done fairly easily. That is fairly easy for anyone other than the NHL or perhaps Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. Instead of playing the game in St. Louis in the afternoon on Saturday, they started at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. local time, and ran it right up against Game 3 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics. Gary Bettman could have had the whole stage to himself earlier in the day, outside of those compelled to watch the D-backs and Cubs from Rainey Wrigley. And then on Sunday, he overlaps the Lightning-Panthers game with the Hurricanes-Rangers games with start times of 1.30 and 3.30 Eastern, and then a two-hour gap before Flames-Oilers at 8 o'clock. The NHL had a TV ratings boom during the playoffs in the bubble because they had standalone matinee games every day. Too bad they couldn't retain that unintended consequence of a pandemic with better playoff scheduling this year and moving forward. Number two, inactive content management. Derek Stevens and I first started talking about active content management on this very program three years ago. It is the concept of programming and actively managing sporting events at public venues, like sports books, bars, restaurants, swimming pools, wherever someone would want to watch a game. Derek called the lack of active content management, quote, a travesty in America. I thought at the time his statement might have been a bit hyperbolic. But three years later, it has never rang more true. I submit into evidence three events from just the last week. A local bar and grill here in Las Vegas on Sunday afternoon. Two NHL playoff games, 10 baseball games, and the final round of the PGA Championship. They had nine TVs. Four were on college softball, three on international hockey, and two on a college football 150 show. <laughs> Tuesday night at Herakies Cherokee Sportsbook. With the home state Hurricanes playing game four in Madison Square Garden, the main sportsbook screen and volume was on a baseball documentary. And a story from a listener who was at a local casino right here in Las Vegas yesterday. He said he was playing in the pit and asked them to put the Brewers-Padres game on. After the game ended, he asked if they could either switch it to the NHL or NBA playoff game starting at 5. Four different people tried to change the channel but couldn't. They ended up turning off the TV when they eventually got stuck in an info-loading screen. How can this be in 2022? This many business owners don't care? Or are they simply not capable? If there is any attempt at management, it certainly isn't active. Tim Johnson, at TD underscore Johnson on Twitter, resurrected an idea from a couple years ago based on the current state of affairs. 
Start a business to do ACM for these bars, restaurants, and books. Or start a TV show called Bar Rescue, where we go in and train them. It just keeps getting worse. And number one, a walk-off for the ump. The stakes were high in Magnolia, Arkansas on Saturday, as the Northeastern State Riverhawks from Tequila, Oklahoma, met the Henderson State Reddies in the Division II Central Baseball Regional. The Reddies led 11-5 heading into the bottom of the ninth. That's when the Never Say Die Riverhawks, having their best season in history, mounted a ferocious rally. The Riverhawks had played it two and had the bases loaded with two outs, trailing by four. That's when Blaze Brothers drove a ball to deep left center. The ball hit off the top of the wall, plating the three runners and cutting the lead to 11-10. Up next was Brock Reller, the Central Region Player of the Year, who had hit his 28th homer earlier in the game. But the mighty Casey, I mean Brock, would never have his bat. Because rounding first place, Blaze Brothers collided with the first base umpire. With both he and the ump knocked to the ground, Blaze got up and headed towards second. The throw came in from the cutoff. There was a bang-bang play at second base. And the first base umpire, trailing the play by at least 30 feet, the same first base umpire who had knocked Blaze down rounding first, called him out. The Northeastern State manager came out to protest. Surely the umpires would have ruled that there was, quote, umpire interference and rightfully awarded Blaze Brothers second base or even put him back to first, giving Brock Reller his chance at the plate. The four-man crew huddled. They weighed the egregious lack of positioning and mechanics by the first base umpire, the harm caused by his actions, the rule book, and the gravity of the situation. And they ejected the manager and stood by their call, ending the River Hawks' magical season. There was no joy in Magnoliaville. See that? Thank you. I, I follow this on Twitter. Awful umpiring. <laughs> oh, really? And that's I where follow it came it. from. I go, I go by uh, it once. I didn't even know he quoted the story. There's actually, you know, we can't show video of these things. Right, There's right. actually a video that a parent must have taken. I, I got this the still shot. But of him rounding yeah. the base, colliding with the umpire, them both getting up. I mean, it was. Oh, what a fiasco. And then it was like a four-minute thing in the middle of the field where they're trying to decide what to do. No, season And the over. player's name is actually Blaze Brothers? Yes. Wow. And then Brock Reller next. Okay. Some great names in Division II Central Region. Awesome job, as always, with no <laughs> hyperbole. Nailed, up yeah, next, we will get the Maestro's thoughts. Rumors are swirling about two new teams, two new cities getting a team in this sport. Are we talking about the best home court advantage maybe in any sport if that's true? Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams. Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Here he is, the GOAT. Soccer, tennis, Nigel Seeley at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. Joins us now to go over the three huge matches this weekend in soccer. Uh, thanks for getting up. Uh, well, Afternoon of where you're at. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Saturday, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. Can Liverpool win their third title? Two and a half the total against Real Madrid. Exact score, they're $1.65 to advance. Red card, yellow card, all that business. Uh, draw plus 260. Take this away as only you can. How are you going to bet Liverpool and Real Madrid? Well, um, morning to you both. Um, mm-hmm. I think the thing is with the Champions League, match is the biggest game with European club football, arguably the biggest game in world football, uh, barring the World Cup final. So if any odds compilers or anyone who makes the markets uh, stateside or over here in Europe makes a mistake on this game, well, they're in the wrong job, as I've said many times before. You find the errors in the lower leagues, you find the error in the lesser games, you find the errors when there's a lot of team news. These are the two of the best teams in world football going head to head. Two of the most prolific uh, or the most prolific clubs in European football in terms of titles and in terms of uh, champions of Europe. Um, I think it's a lot closer, though, than the odds suggest. I I, I think we maybe have got carried away with Liverpool a little bit. Um, Liverpool are uh, an overwhelming favourite. Uh, probably the better team if you look at their... Um, sorry, I've got nose. Sorry about that. Um, if, probably if you look at their team... They've got the the best team, but um, I think they've played a lot of football, an yes. awful lot of football. They've played, they've come through two cup competitions uh, in England and won them both. Both of them have gone to extra time. They've made it all the way through to the Champions League. A lot of their players played in the African Cup of Nations. 
And at the end of last year, we had a Euros as well. So there's been no let up. It's been a Copa America for the, Ameri- the South American players. And I feel Liverpool have looked really leggy. They've looked really, really tired uh, at the end of the season. And it's whether they can lift themselves to one big game. Whereas Real Madrid have come into this game, crowned champions of, uh, of Spain for a record-breaking time. Ancelotti's had the luxury to be able to rest players for two games at the end of the season, which meant very little. Whereas Liverpool thought they were going to sit out a chance of winning the Premier League title last week. So I, I feel that Real Madrid are being a little bit overlooked here. Um, they're the most successful club in European football. And in they ha- what they do have is they have a huge goal threat. They played uh, English opposition twice in this competition and they beat them both. Now, admittedly, they shouldn't have beaten them both. Chelsea were a better side in the second leg. And what Manchester City did, I still never know how they never got past Real Madrid mm-hmm. with just a minute to go. They've been very fortunate, uh, fortunate, but they've rode their luck. Um, but they've got goals. Benzema has got goals. Uh, the other attacking options they have, the midfield is fantastic. Creativity from that midfield. And I think they'll, tr- they'll trouble Liverpool. So I don't think this is a foregone conclusion by any means. Um, if you look at the prop markets, I think it's really, really hard not to see goals. Uh, I mean, Real Madrid scoring goals against Manchester City. They beat Paris Saint-Germain as well, obviously. They've had a really tough route and they've scored goals and they've done it from the front foot. They've done it from attacking teams. They've done it at really getting that side. And I think they won't change their tactic against uh, against Liverpool. I think they'll really go for it. So I feel goals are definitely the way to go. Over two and a half goals is, is a bet for me. Um, minus 148 around that kind of price. Under, under two and a half goals is the the underdog. And usually in favourites, it's, it's a little bit closer. But when you, these two sides like this with so much attacking flair, you can't try to find it very hard not to see the goals. Uh, already in this competition, Liverpool have played Benfica and conceded three goals. They played Atletico Madrid, conceded a goal. Inter Milan, they conceded a goal. AC Milan, they conceded a goal. And in their last five matches in regular uh, time in the Premier League, not including the, the FA Cup, and uh, against Chelsea, but in their regular Premier League games, they conceded goals as well. They won them, but they conceded. They conceded against Southampton. They conceded against Wolves. Now, Real Madrid are a lot, lot better attacking than those sides that they've conceded goals in. So I feel this is a final with goals. Um, I like over two and a half goals. I like both teams to score, which but both teams to score is very low, about minus $2. But I think it's going to be very rare. I think it's going to be a final where we are going to see goals. And that brings in a couple of props. So, if you look at the minus two dollars and, and the minus, uh, you might you might think that's that's not that's not a price for me. But re- remember, Real Madrid have come from behind and won games in this tournament. Uh, Liverpool have conceded goals, and in a game we expect goals. There's a couple of props I like. There's um one of them is uh, Liverpool to to come from behind and win the cup, which is nine dollars, or Real Madrid come from behind and win the cup, which is twelve dollars. Which is we sort of we know they're going to be goals. We expect both teams to score. And we don't think the game, the tie is going to be over, even if one team goes one nil up because the attack and the flare on the other side. So I think that's a good way to get with goals in a prop scenario. The other thing I like here is that going against the bookings. Uh, the referee is called Clement Topin. Um, he doesn't give many cards. I mean, if you look back through his statistics, he averages 3.68 cards per game this season. So around about three and a half. And the four real high profile matches he refereed in were Chelsea against Real Madrid where he gave two bookings. West Ham against Seville in the uh, Europa League, which was a real, real great atmosphere and a fantastic game. He gave three bookings. Borussia Dortmund against Rangers, which is another big, big game. He gave two bookings. And he, he refereed the game where Italy uh, were dumped out, the Euros, uh, sorry, the World Cup, sorry, qualified when they played North Macedonia in a real feisty game. And he only gave one booking. So in the four high-profile games, he only has never gone over three. Liverpool have been in two recent Champions League finals. They played against Tottenham in an all-English affair a few years back. There was one booking. Sorry, there, was, there wasn't a booking in that game. And then they played against um, Real Madrid in a repeat of this final, and there was one booking. I feel these two sides have so much respect for them. I think the managers have so much respect, and I think it will be played in a great level. I don't think there's going to be any rolling on the floor or any, any animosity between the two sides. I think this is going to be a quite clean game. And I like the prop here, over two and a half goals. And under four and a half bookings, I think that's a good prop with the stats that this referee okay. has good. in this game. By the way, guys, 534 ways to bet this game at Bet Rivers. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I'm looking at the menu right now, Nigel. It is, I can't even, it's unbelievable. Yeah, there's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a lot. I mean, the thing is, a lot of the props are all 
sort of linked together. So if if you if you if you're mm. going for the goals angle, you can find goals angles in in every sort of prop that thinks goals in that. That's why I feel that the, the both teams to score and one to okay. come back. You got to remember as well, Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti is the manager of Real Madrid. He was the manager uh, of uh, AC Milan when Liverpool played him in that um, unbelievable game uh, in Istanbul, where AC Milan went three 0 up. And thought they won it, and Liverpool came back and won. So there is history of goals between these two sides. Okay. Well, what a couple of minutes left. What is it? Over a hundred million dollars on the line Sunday. Uh, the Huddersfield Nottingham Forest winner promoted to the Premier League uh, Sunday yeah. morning, and and two and a half. I think I like under. I'm under two and a half on that one. And then Saturday morning, League Two Mansfield Port Vale also two and a half. Same thing. Playoff game winner is promoted. How do you see these two matches? Well, I mean, the 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 championship game is always a game that we used to have really historically lots of high scoring games, but now the, the the carrot that's being dangled is such a lucrative one in terms of money and revenue that everyone plays it very nervously. Um, both of these sides will hit each other on the break. They're both very good counter attacking sides, and they're both very good defensively. So I feel this will be very low score, and it's so going to be so much nerves. I think under two and a half goals is probably still value at minus 150. I think there probably be – I don't believe there'll be many goals in this game. And I believe that you should do a, do a double with under two and a half goals in Mansfield-Port Vale. The one thing I always say about playoff matches and, and when we get to this stage, we've gone through a 46-game a season in some cases. In some, you know, it, There's been a lot of games of football over the season. And these two sides that you're going to see at Wembley in both leagues are only separated by one point, which means a game that should have been a draw was a win or, or a game they should have won is a draw. That's the whole difference between the two of them. And when you get to the final, the draw in 90 minutes is always the biggest price. I don't, I, I never really understand that. I mean, if you bet the draw in playoff games to be draws in 90 minutes over the years, you will, you will make money because there's one of them finishes fifth in the league. One of them finishes sixth in the league or one of them finishes fourth and one of them finishes uh, third, there's nothing between them, nothing. So if you can't separate them over 46 games from August through to May, it's going to be very hard to separate the two sides in 90 minutes at Wembley. So I feel that both games could be value for draws. I like under two and a half goals. I think the, sat- the stats will tell you under two and a half goals in history would also define that. And also nerves will play a big, big part, especially in the championship. These boys are going to be on Premier League contracts. It's a big opportunity for them. Lots of money, big opportunity for the managers as well. And I feel they'll both be very cagey and nervy affairs a plus analysis as always make sure you follow him on twitter he is at Sealy underscore nigel freshly back from paris with the missus on a quick trip there yesterday uh thanks mate and good luck this weekend yeah no problem good luck take care yep thank you you too i did see over three and a half goals in the uh Mm. match between liverpool and real madrid by the way at over plus 180 all right, the first hour is uh, brought to you by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21 plus. The offer is not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Up next, we will start the following hour talking Major League Baseball. A team's overall record on June 1st is typically a strong indicator of division winners and playoff teams. What about run differential on June 1st? Well, recent history tells us this. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. in history have begun with a question. To be or not to be, that is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur with What, sir? Do you concur? Yes. Absolute abomination yesterday down the street. A three-hour wait at the Palms uh, Buffet on seafood night, which leads to other discussions. Longest drive you'd make for food should be no longer than one hour. Do you concur? Well, I mean, so we live in a desert outside of Las Vegas. Like, we're three and a half hours away from everything. So what are we going to do? Actually, my buddies and I were tempted one time years ago before there was a Chick-fil-A here. We were going to drive to Rancho Cucamonga three hours to have Chick-fil-A. Oh, my. We decided against it. Um, Yeah, that probably sounds about right. But if you live in a different city... A bigger city than Las Vegas, it might take you an hour to go. And it, it takes you an hour to drive four miles in L.A. So imagine if you want to go to no kidding, get a, get a bite to eat somewhere in Malibu. Oh, good luck. I was thinking about that the last time I went to L.A. We stayed in West Hollywood. We wanted to we wanted to go to I think it was Mastro's, but I don't know where it was. Malibu, whatever. I'm like, oh Christ, how long of a Uber is that? Yep. I was like, yeah, I can't do it. You know, the one down the street was booked in Beverly Hills. So the strip traffic here can be awful. I think everybody knows that, right? It once took many years ago. I drove out of the MGM to go to Paris. Not that far. <laughs> took me 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what is that, a block and a half? <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. 15 minutes is the longest you should wait in line at a drive-thru. Do you concur? Well, anything more the than time. that. and you're gonna. But here's the problem, though. This happened to me. I won't name the joint. They were totally short-staffed. It was a Friday night. They were super busy. And we went to the drive-through. Only two cars in front of us. You can name, but them. You can name them. It's a bad job. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter because once we got into the drive-through, they had the curbs on both sides, and then there's a big truck behind me and another one behind that. But and you it's cut like, off. Wait, but it took 35 minutes. Uh, but what got, can I do? Well, they're a bad job. That's I can't. Bad, I can't. I know, but they, they're notorious. I, w- I would do the count. I would do the car count. Now, what's your car count? But it, de- it depends. I've waited behind 15 cars, give or take, well, in and out before. Okay, if it's Chick Fil A or In and Out, yes, they, I, they, I trust it. It's a machine. I'm okay. Yes. Yes. Other spots, it can't be more five. than a handful. Yep, five. Five's my cutoff if it's not Chick-fil-A. And you'll do the head count. I see, Mc- I see seven cars. That's not that's it. it. McDonald's is a gong show. Now, if you, But if they have the double barrel action, if you have the two drive throughs Which? They go in and out. But again, they'll be a pull those shenanigans. We're a pull ahead, sir. We know what you're up to. And the, the follow money army's been all over. It. I will They're say this. They're trying to pad their stats. I want my food now. I'm not pulling up. You know, good job by these fast food restaurants, by the way, to realizing that the double drive through is the way to go. Double and barrel. they're adding that now more and more. Get it going. Yeah, because you're right. When you're stuck, you can't pull like the Dave Koken tweet years last year. You can't pull like that gal at Starbucks. She, she's like, I've had enough. She taps out and tries to, she's backing oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. She's backing out. Okay. Yeah, my cutoff's five. Five cars. Fair. Good. All right. Uh, the mid-range game is a lost art in the NBA. You concur. Outside of Chris Paul, yes, it is. 
Now, uh, I understand the long two should disappear forever. It's the worst shot in basketball. Right. Just back up a couple more feet. They'll give you an extra point, buddy. But that is, yeah, yeah that's. You know who I miss? I'm trying to think the well, guys yeah. who had nailed it. Kobe was great at that. Chris Paul. I'll give you a role was player. Vinny Microwave Johnson. Yep. I'll give you a role player in recent years who was awesome with the mid-range. Loved his game. Sean Livingston. Okay. Oh, he Very was good. off the bench. That role, phenomenal. More guys should be like that. I'll give you two other guys where they were so good in that area. Closer into the basket, but unbelievable using the backboard and kissing it. Duncan and Scotty Pippen. Oh, Duncan was the man. So was Pippen. Yeah, Kissing Pippen was good. Glass. Yeah, Aldridge always uh, had a good mid-range yeah, when he's up it, in Portland. It, yeah, I would concur. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Uh, the Orlando Magic are making a big mistake if they draft Jabari Smith number one overall. Do you concur? Uh, no, why would you say that? You could argue Chet. I mean, the, the kid's seven one, uh, buck eighty, emaciated. Yeah. I mean, come on. At least he could be a project. Well, does, does well, Jabari you know, Smith you does he translate him? well I, to the NBA? I think he's actually underrated. I think the guard play was so bad at Auburn, and they couldn't get him the ball uh. that they held him down. Yeah, here, here's one thing I'm not going to say, uh, because I've reading articles and people who cover the draft. I'm not going to look at his performance against Miami in the tournament and say this guy shouldn't be drafted. I, I can't. Jaden Ivey. Didn't he have a stink bomb against St. Peter's? I can't look at one game in the tournament and say, I can't take this guy number one overall or number two overall. It's one game. Mm-hmm. Because it came in March Madness, I think I think that's yeah. overhyped. Um, in light of what's going on in Brooklyn, we will never see another organization in the NBA turn it over to the superstars and let players run things. Do you concur? Ooh, not quite yet. I think I still think we're going to see this happen. I've changed my mind. Really? I, I, I think we'll see it let at me, least yeah, a couple more years. According... The New York Daily News, the Nets are outright unwilling to offer Kyrie a long-term extension. Kevin Durant has not spoken to Nets management since the season ended. Mm. But what, Ben Simmons is back on track. Yeah. What do you think of KD overall? As a player, person, what's person, the question? Person. I'm asking for. I'll tell uh, you why. Seems I'm like asking. a nice guy. I, I just. It's, I don't understand why it, a guy who makes that much money and has made that much money and has accomplished so much is concerned what Glenn in Iowa thinks. To have a burner account and to stay on social media, it, it, it blows my mind. I mean, I don't know. About it. You ever watch That's bizarre? You ever watch Letterman on Netflix? Not enough. Okay, so uh, some of his recent episodes, Kevin Durant's on one of them. Okay, so I watched it. I think if you go check it out, it's like forty-five minutes, maybe. Uh, you might have a new appreciation for Kevin Durant. Now he claims in the interview that he is joking around on social media. That part I'm not so sure no. about. No, I don't I, buy yeah. that. Yeah, and David asked him about it. But overall, from like, he asked him about, uh, for what it's worth, he asked him about like marijuana. And like the last time he was high, Kevin Durant goes, I'm high right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but you need, David Letterman, where they shoot this interview, Letterman says, this is where I live in Brooklyn. You got to see where David Letterman lives. It's unbelievable. How so? Palatial Estate or? Yeah, it's amazing. Well, he's. Of course, he's made how much money yeah, in his right, career. Right. Um, the Baltimore Orioles will win a playoff game before the Dallas Cowboys. Do you concur? What? How do you come up with that? Are you high? The I Orioles. How about you don't lose 100 games? Let's start there. Uh, oh, come on, Cowboys. They're, they're going to turn this around sooner than you think. The Cowboys made the playoffs last. They won a playoff game a couple years ago. I think it was, what, January of 2019? Yeah. When they beat the Seahawks? How many playoff wins do they have going back the last 25 years? Three. What is it, three? Three or four? Hmm? Well, come on. They won one a couple years. They were in a playoff game last year. Sure. So What are you doing? The, Baltimore I, I, Orioles. So the, if oh, you, if you say the Cowboys, <laughs> if you say the Cowboys, that means that you think the Cowboys will win a playoff game this upcoming season. Because I got news for you. Oh, that's very aggressive of uh, the Orioles. Come the, on. The Orioles could be a playoff team maybe next year. Come on. Or the Cowboys have to win a playoff game in the next two years. The Orioles are going to be a playoff team sooner than you think. And all they have to, all they have to do with this You little... don't think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs? No, no. I said win a playoff year, game. I know, I know. But I'm yeah. just saying to get in. They had home field last year against the 49ers. Uh, it's Dak Prescott. I'll go to war with Mike McCarthy. You, you give me... This. I like that. You give me 3-1 to one with the Orioles? So now I'm getting you 3-1. to one. The or... me... Plus 250? The Orioles to... Boy, oh, boy. What's I guess? That's a good prop. No. Come on. Orioles. Side job. If I could do it all over again, I'd do nothing but make props. <laughs> you could do it. 
You can do it. Uh, one more here. Yeah. Nobody should own more than three cars. You concur. Y- unless you have a big family? Yes, absolutely. You can only drive one at the same time. It's like these, I don't understand these people who have 200 pairs of shoes. What are you, yeah. the fashion thing? Like the women with 200 That's bottles wife, of yeah. shampoo? Well, I, I don't I don't get that. Yep. Uh, and like the ex would always want purses. I mean, how many do you need for Christ's sake with this yep. fashion? But the cars like uh, Reggie Jackson, Seinfeld, Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Floyd Mayweather. You have to have a ton of money again, but the, the collection. Whatever happened to the good old days when he collected baseball cards and stamps? What do you got four or five cars for? I'll tell you, that guy, the, uh, when the gal bought the Maserati from the guy, you get these rich people who buy it, and then they're like, oh, I just sits there, I don't drive it. Yeah. And you get a brand new, uh, you get a Maserati from five years ago, it's got eight miles on it. I'll tell you what, uh, for a long time during the pandemic and then even after that, Wife was working out of the house. We got rid of one car. Went down to one. It was a thing of beauty. I don't get it. Now, she had uh, four, she, three, she works four, different five. hours now, so we have to get two. In a perfect world, we'd have better public transportation. I love public transportation. I could win I could win megabucks today. Let's say it was $100 million. I, I would, the last thing I would do is go out and buy five cars. That's what I... Don't need it. Not, no. Unnecessary. No. I'd concentrate on other things that are way more important to me. I don't think I'll ever have more than three cars ever at one time in my life at the same time. Don't need it. Don't need it. No. Nope. Get a Mercedes. 12 years and never had one issue. 12 years. Yeah. Upgrade a little bit. Yeah. Then I was, I was doing 80 to 25 and ran in the wall. Uh, well, that's, uh, no. oh, that, I think we need to expand on that story at some point. No, we don't. Uh, we will recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. <laughs> There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen wolf And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.